And then we got to do an intro actually as well. You want to do an intro? I would love an intro. We, I mean, um, hey there, welcome to Small Talks. Uh, you are listening on whatever podcast site you're on or YouTube or whatever. Um, I'm here with my guest, wise and internationally published, <laughs> like yeah, a photographer. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure. I wish. If like is watching, hey, take notes. Uh, yeah. John Hendrick, uh, originally from New York here in San Antonio. Yep. I'm playing with right now. I don't know if it'll stay, but as of right now, that's what I have. Quiet brilliance. It's Ooh. like I'm humble, quiet, but I probably know a lot of stuff. I'm also 48, so I've done a lot. You know what I mean? Like I've been around the block. So, uh, but you know, like I ha- you know, being a part of the clothing company and then shooting and then you know, like all, all my friends are into like fashion or design or graphic designers or something. So I've kind of been around it and I kind of see it from afar. Right. Uh, I think I just had picked up a thing or two. Right. Mm. And so that was a long way to say quiet brilliance. That's what I have right now. I mean, it's a really deep meaning. Like, I mean, to you specifically, like it's really, really ingrained in everything you do. So that's the point to when you come up with something like that. And I think that's when people miss the mark when they want to come up with that, like they want to brand themselves or or do something. Yeah. I think they miss the mark um, on many things, but this specifically, whatever you come up with has to be, it can't be so definitive and straight to the point where it's just like, oh, okay. And the conversation ends, right? Right. You have to come up with like a phrase or or two words or three words slogan that entices people to want to know more. And then that's your opening. Does that make sense? It does. That does really make sense. When you explain it, that actually gives me more confidence whenever I think about my own brand. Mm -hmm. But I feel like whenever I... (laughs) <laughs> whatever I explain it to people and I just go on and on and on like ranting. And I just like, ranted for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I was, well, like I, I, I listened to it and I was like, that's great. Like, that's yeah. amazing. I feel like if I say it, I would feel embarrassed for some reason, I'm not sure. I, I'm in the same boat. When I speak okay. about it, I, I'm a little hesitant and I don't know like when I cut myself off and stuff like that. I think that's normal. I think you just play to the, um, that's when your emotional intelligence comes in, right? Having right. the the ability to re- read the room, read people, and know when, like, okay, I've gone too far, <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, they're really digging it, so let me keep going, right? Or maybe I haven't gone far enough. Let me explain yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> or you just stop and leave room for like, you know, for them to be like, what? Like, tell me more. You know? yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, huh? I uh, realized the first like. 10 minutes of your talk were not recorded on here. <laughs> They're recorded on the camera though. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's like yeah, we have the, we have the audio, fine. we have the yeah, camera yeah, yeah, audio. Yeah, yeah. We don't have yeah. this one though. So, but that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, do you have a title or like if I were to introduce you, would, would there be like, uh, I'll introduce you as in international, like a photographer, <laughs> John, <I wish>. <laughs> John uh, Hendricks. <laughs> no, uh, a title. I don't know. You know, this could be part of it too. Like, it's kind of like what I just went on that rant. It's like, I don't want to be solely identified as one thing. Mm. I think is why on my Instagram, I don't think I have photographer. You know, I oh, like really? you could put occupation. Yes. I don't think I have photographer. I think I have. Oh, I do. I, I must have just changed it. But I always had artists. <laughs> oh, really? I always had artists. Yeah, because I didn't. But I think this is part of the rebranding where I think this is like the ISO stuff. You know what? I um, mm-hmm. The uh, search optimization. Yeah. SEO. Oh. Search engine optimization. Search, yeah, yeah, search SEO. engine. So I think that's part of it. <laughs> ISO is yeah, the- <laughs> camera stuff. So I think that's part of it. I think I think like when I was looking at stuff, I realized that like everything in here mm-hmm. has to apply to like if someone writes your name, it'll be photographer. It'll be, you know, and being artist was too vague. Mm. And I think that's why I switched it. But I guess identifier is like I don't know. I don't I don't know what to say. If you were if you were to introduce yourself to just a complete stranger, how would you would you say your occupation? Would you? No, I usually just give them my name, and um, so a big part. This is another good one. A big part of um, talking to people mm-hmm. is uh, there's also a model that says to be interesting, be interested. Okay. You ever heard of that? No, I don't think so. so. Less about you, more about them. So if someone were to be like, hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, my name is John Hendrick. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. I live in San Antonio and I'm originally from New York. And I kind of leave it like that. And then I immediately go into like, who are you? And like, what do you do? Mm. And I flip it. Like, I just want them. I just want to hear about them. Yeah. 
And what you'll find is when you leave and then they talk to like a mutual friend, maybe someone who introduced you to, they'll be like, man, that's the most interesting person I ever met because they're so, um, they're not used to speaking so much about themselves and everybody wants to speak about themselves. Right. But how do you do it? Right. But if someone opens the door and allow and, and kind of gives you that invitation, then it's very like, it's very freeing for the person who's talking. Right. So it, it really is impact. Like you really leave an impression on people when you allow someone to speak about themselves and you kind of just keep digging at it. Right. Like, Oh, so what do you do? Oh, okay. So what do you do in your time? Oh, that's great. Oh, so you like being outdoors, blah, blah, blah. And you keep going at it. You'll realize that like you, for number one, you know a lot about the person. Right. And number two, number two, they always feel like they've connected with you somehow, even though it's a first introduction. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I really did connect with you the fir- that first time we met. <laughs> I, I do that with everybody. Like, so I do Dang. that all the time. So like, and what's really interesting is like, then when I meet someone else and they know the person, I'm just like, oh yeah. Like, like Indie Coffee. Right. Right. Indie Coffee. You know, that's Chris Lee's brother. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I, I recognize the connection whenever I went to uh, his like art gallery or like the photo gallery that they yeah, had yeah, yeah. recently. Um, I realized they were next to each other and I was like, I think they're brothers and then someone asked and i just overheard it but okay i, I so know most i know people don't know, right? okay okay and or i wouldn't say most people don't know but i'll say um i'll say i know chris lee more than i do his brother <laughs> i probably know them the same amount but um <laughs> i was just talking to another one of our mutual friends and uh we brought up indie coffee i'm just like oh yeah it's chris's brother and they were just like huh and, it, and i've only talked to him Three times, you know? Yeah. And like, I know more than the guys that go to indie all the, all the time. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is weird, but it's not weird because I know what I do. Right? I would say it makes sense to you. So you when I go there, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to him, you know, like, he's like, hey, you were, um, you were at my brother's show when he did uh, Digital Pro Lab. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was at Digital Pro Lab? Yes. He did, he did a segment there for one of their Wednesday photo night stuff. And um, this also plays into it, too. So, like, I think the only reason he remembered me is because I, like, looked up everything on Chris Lee. Like, mm. everything. Yeah, you like, did your research the, the before night you before, talked to him. Like, who his mentor is, you know, what did his mentor do? What books did his mentor write? Like, everything. Like, so when I was at his show and Chris Lee was talking about how he does all his periodicals and how he does his documentary and stuff like that, like, I was not hesitant to be like oh so your mentor is this guy I'd be like oh yeah and he's like okay yeah and it was just so happened i had a connection with his mentor his mentor was in iraq and documented some guys that i or a, a, a group of people i know so i was just like oh yeah i was there when your when your mentor was there and so whatever he was like oh right yeah so that, that okay. kind of opened the door yeah and then i thought i was kind of like picking at like oh when you did your segment on japan or you know you um you know it's funny because when I lived in Japan, I recognized what you were documenting, right? And mm. I was just like picking apart like his whole bio, but like in dialogue, right? Oh, damn. So I know for sure that's why the next time I went to India or I, or I had a show or something and Chris's <laughs> brother showed up and he's like, hey, John, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's going on? I didn't even meet him that night, but he was sitting behind me. Oh. I didn't even meet him that night at Chris's show. Yeah. But at my show, I think he came into one of our one of the shows that we were at. Um, and he was like talking to me, like we were best buds. And then when I went to indie coffee, like it was the same thing. Right. Yeah. And the guy is way cool. Like I, I, I'm glad he did that. You know what I mean? Like, um, but we didn't really have a lot of exchange and dialogue except for those moments. So, but you know, I was just there for the, um, they had a book photo book day. Did you see that? They set up a photo book. Oh yes. Yeah. It was like a photo album event. Photo book. So photo bring book. bring a photo book and everybody was supposed to talk about it. Oh, and I went okay. there and I, and I was hanging out there too. And I really wanted to go to that, but I was out of town. So I was hanging out with again. him at the their little bar section and we were talking and stuff. Yeah. And it's just cool. Like and, and that's how everything is for me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That those short little moments that you have with them, you really do connect and then you yeah. you let them talk about themselves and you yeah. kind of pry at them. And I don't want it to sound like it's a like a strategy or no, whatever. It's no, just, no, no, no. It's just it's I've, like, I've done it so much, you know, like for like in my last profession, 23 years of dealing with people. Yeah. Like and from all different walks of life, living in Italy, living in Spain, living in Japan, like I've really 
honed in on like people skills, right. you know? So like I, I have to deal with so many different people and so many different walks of life and so many different, you know, characteristics and, uh, you know, just personalities that like, it's just one of the things that I've really tuned into early. And it was just like, okay, this is how I'm always going to, this is like the way I'm going to approach things. Hmm, and now it's just, now it's just the way I communicate with people. Right. Was that all like trial and error or did someone like teach you on like, as you were doing stuff? Cause I know you do a lot of relational work or like social work. So I think, I think it's a little of both. I, I can't say I'm just like gifted or anything natural, <laughs> but uh, I think, I mean, you kind of are. I think it is. I think you, um, they say it, they say it too, right? Like when you watch someone do something um, or you have, let's say you have a, a boss, a manager, a leader or whatever, um, you're going to have bad ones and good ones, right? And they say, yeah. take something from everyone. Mm-hmm. So from the bad ones, be like, I'm not doing that. And from the good ones, I'm doing that, right? So I think it's more <laughs> of that, you know, like I've seen so many people speak. Yeah. Like before here, I was in DC and I had a lot of like, you know, I'd be in rooms with like a lot of big wigs. And uh, not like Fortune 500 people, more like Defense Department, right? <laughs> so like Pentagon stuff like that, right? Um, That's still pretty big. That's huge. Yeah, but I don't want people to think it's like, you know, Bill Gates or anything <laughs> shit. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, and you see some people speak, you know, and, and you kind of pick up on stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And be like these, some people are very charismatic and they can hold your attention. Um, and some people can, you know, lose you really fast, right? And you'd be like, oh my God. I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start wondering if you're in the same room with one person all the time and you're, you're always at their board meetings or whatever, and you're hearing them talk, you're just like, at some point you're just like, okay, what is this guy doing? You know, why is it so different? Hmm. And maybe it's just me, but that's what I would be like. Why is this guy so like, everybody's listening. Like, what's he doing? You know? And then you right. kind of pick it apart. And how he's talking, how he's yeah, engaging what does he everybody. Do? How does he, yeah, how does he communicate with the people? How much attention does he give people and stuff like that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I just, you know, I think I just picked it up. And now that's just how I am. That's just how I operate. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I didn't know if there was like your mentor teaching you like, hey, you should talk this way or you should. We have mentors along or... the way. But what I really realized um, is that. They're good at certain things, but I don't think any of the people that I would call mentors were very good at that. Oh, okay. I think gotcha. that was self-exploration, like going to school. Like I have a degree in um, organizational leadership. Okay. So uh, I think that applying a lot of that stuff, um, I progressed very quickly in my last profession. So I was put in the spotlight and asked to give presentations and talks and, you know, very early so i spent a majority so 23 years of that job i probably spent uh 14 if not 15 years in a position of like leadership of some sort managerial so like i've always had people whether it's 10 people 300 people Mm -hmm. to, to to watch over and talk to and give advice um you just you just fine tune your own little things, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that's what I think that's how I am the way I am, and why you know, like I could talk to almost anybody. You know, I have yeah. no problem talking to people. Like if I go to a coffee shop, I'm going to talk to somebody. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. 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 I mean, watching you at different events, you like you yeah. hop around like a lot to like yeah. different groups and like to even different people who are just standing there. Like I think of impressed. the person, the participant, Yeah, you know, like, so someone comes to one of our shows, right? We had a show here in the gallery, right? right? Um, some people may show up because they're your friend or they show up because of my friend. So they don't know everyone. Right. right? So like, they know I've been that there. person where like you go somewhere and it's like, it's a cool atmosphere, but I don't really know too many people. And if I'm not a social butterfly, like, I have to rely on someone to engage with me, right? Mm-hmm. So I always put myself in the worst position of the room. So like, okay, this, like, if I were to come here and I didn't know nobody and I'm kind of just like, now, like, I would love to meet people, but I'm not like an extrovert. You know, how do we, how does that happen? So someone's got to engage with them, right? So then that's why I purposely walk around and like, okay, I'm going to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And especially the people that aren't already gathering, right? Because those people are flying on their own, right? They, right. They, they can 
they obviously that's their that's their zone, <laughs> that's, right? Yeah, they that's that's their thing to, to do. They're not here to look at pictures, right? <laughs> um, but you can see the people that are like, you know, in their small little cliques or one or two people just kind of sitting somewhere. Yeah, and then that's usually the people I'll engage with. Mm, okay, yeah. I like that you're like on the lookout for that. Now, does that translate to your photography as well? I feel like, especially as a sh- whenever you're doing street photography, you're literally like looking at the most not I, w- I wouldn't say obscure but like the most interesting things and you're framing it in your own mind before you take that photo mm, i like that um <laughs> i like that that's how it's being perceived but it's not like a, I, I was just curious yeah, yeah i didn't know uh so photography if we're gonna talk about that i mean i've been shooting i just did this on lot last last podcast which is or just a talk i can't remember now they're all mixing but <laughs> um I've been. I'm from New York, and I grew up skateboarding, and we were filming and taking pictures of each other. You know, at a very early age, so I always around the camera or taking photos or mm-hmm. had the camera or in the in the frame, right? Right. Um, when I was seven, maybe eight, maybe younger, but we'll say eight, right? Just to put a round number on it. So when I was eight, I started skating. I'm now 48. And I just finished telling you I had a camera ever since. So, like, that's decades of having a camera, right? So, what people see now, especially when I meet people here, I've only been in San Antonio for now four years. Yeah. People only know me for what I've done here, right? Nobody, and this happens to everyone, no one ever sees the journey. They just see where you're at currently, right? Yep. The haters and the lovers, right? They only acknowledge you for what you're doing currently. Um, And very few people I've seen or the know progression. the, the progression, like everything I've done, right? Right. Um, the process, the whole. Yeah, like all the bad photos and all the really great photos that haven't even seen, been seen yet. Um, so you're only seeing what I'm currently doing. And that's like forever evolving, right? Like I'm always changing. Um, I would say right now the way I'm shooting, it's more of like uh, self-exploration. Like I'm trying to figure it out. I really am. I think oh, within this last year, I've really like, um, so this is my first year of being like dedicated to this, right? Because mm-hmm. I've always had another job. And now that I'm retired, right? Like, it's just like, okay, like I don't do anything else. I can do this all day. And I kind of did it. Like I was kind of like no agenda, no schedule for a long time. Yeah. And then d- this May, I was just like, okay, let me buckle down and kind of like give myself some kind of like schedule, right? Or like <laughs> goal for saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so only as of May have I really started to fine tune what I aspire to do. So it's why there's only like 48 posts on my Instagram. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm constantly put one up, take one down, curating. Um, so what you see currently is more of a reflection of like, I think I figured out what I want to do. Um, and then in my other job, I was in like the medical field, right? So I've seen a lot of like human emotion and human stuff. Um, yeah. And now I kind of look for like the the nicer part of humanity, for to say the least, right? And uh <laughs> And not just that, but the little things that, I mean, everybody says this, it's so cliche, but the stuff that like people um, walk past or, you know, the little things that are obviously, you know, can be pretty, can be nice, but we kind of just walk past it day to day. Mm -hmm. So like today's post was an umbrella. Yeah, um, I saw that. Which is, you know, just an umbrella. But I mean, I don't know. I, I took it for a reason and it looks good to me. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of like having the free form. Actually, that's what's that's been my life for the past two or three years is like I've been prioritizing freedom more than like gaining money or. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But or you, doing but, you but this is your job. Uh, Not this part, not podcasting. No, 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 no. I mean, the. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about everything in general. Right? Yeah, photography, yeah. videography, doing these like little side projects. Mm-hmm. That's my entire job. And I love it. Um, so you kind of have to balance that. Yeah, I kind of have to find your your freedom, but at the same time you gotta make money. Yeah, like I, I have to find the ways I can be free and also keep my responsibilities, mm-hmm. and also provide for myself and for whoever else I'm providing for. Mm-hmm. Um, probably 
probably why I'm still single. It's like I don't want to get. <laughs> I don't like, want. I can barely afford my own stuff. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I, like if if I'm gonna have a significant other, if I'm gonna have a family, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you know, like I I want to provide, yeah, like everything for them do, and more because I get a pension. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or else I'd have to like, hey, you need to get a fucking job. <laughs> Stop fucking around. Which, I mean, I, I've been close to, like, maybe I should join the military soon. <laughs> it's like, I just, I don't know. But also, there have been opportunities out there that I should crunch down on really quick. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But most recent ones would have me move out of San Antonio. <laughs> and you don't want to? Not right now. I mean, I moved specific. I moved back to San Antonio to help my mom. Got it. Just to make sure things were okay with her. Are you, did you take her in? Are you guys living together? Yeah, we're living together. Okay. Um, and, uh, her, her brother lives with my mom, so I get it. My, my, my brother is still with the military, so he's back and forth. In What's the States. Uh, Army. Okay. He's in, uh, he's in South Carolina right now. Hmm. Columbia. Actually, I'm going to go there in December. Hmm. That's cool. You're going to go visit him? Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. They're about to have another baby. Oh, that's cool. Oh my god, this Sunday they're doing a gender reveal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be at a wedding. So <laughs> I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk to my client because she was also interested whenever I talked to her about my brother. Uh-huh. And she said if they're doing a gender reveal, like I wanna be in on it. So I was like, that's perfect. Really? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Well, like she wants to see because she mm-hmm. just likes mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think she also like she's in the honeymoon phase of her relationship once again because she's about to get married. Mm. I also assume that she might be like she might have a baby fever <laughs> as well. So <laughs> yeah, I mean she's getting married, so yeah. So that's she's a, like that's okay. Now it's time. That's a, that's an exciting. Like I feel like on here we talk about ebbs and flows a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a nice like high that you start getting to. Like yeah, you you start up high in your relationship and you don't go low, but you get to a point where it's like kind of casual. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. comforting, and then mm-hmm. you go back up again, and like these like little little roller coaster moments are really mm-hmm. exciting and like yeah. kind of make the relationship or even like make the career, you know what I mean? Yeah, because some people do like they'll they'll you know, they'll let's just give round numbers. So you go out for like three years or four years, get married. I said round numbers and I said three. We go out for four <laughs> years, then get married and then be like, oh let's wait a couple of years before we have a kid. So let's say another Four years and then they have a kid. So yeah, it's kind of like, oh my God, that's right. And then you have the kid and it's like, oh yeah, we have a kid. And then when they're twos, there's a reason it's called terrible twos. And you're just like, oh my God, why do we have a kid? And then you go back to the lows, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, the kid's like old enough to feed themselves and do stuff. And then it's all fun again. Yeah, for sure. Highs, highs and lows for sure. For sure. Were there moments that you introduced yourself as a father then like? No. Um, mm. And it's not that I don't, I hide my daughter or the, or the, the spouse, my wife. Um, it's just more of like, again, like I separate everything. Mm. You know what I mean? If they mix, they mix. I don't go out of my way to showcase my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, my wife doesn't really come to anything. Um, but if she chooses to like, Hey, I want to go to that, you know, right. your opening or whatever, you're having a show or whatever. And then fine, come, you know? Um, but all of that has always been separate. Always like, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like from the beginning, like, was there like, a I'm always been like that. I've like... always been like that. Um, huh. I, yeah, I've, I've always kept, um, like, um, just separate, I don't want to say separate identities, but I've always just, I've never, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it, but it's like, it's just separate. It's just separate. It, yeah. It's yeah. like keeping your boundaries between things. Yeah. And it's, it's not even because like, I get it. Like, like, um, like you got, like, we'll say Peter McKinnon, right? Cause everybody knows Peter McKinnon, <laughs> right? And Peter doesn't like, I think he showed his wife like once on a YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. Um, and that was like the very early stages of his career. And never shows his kids, right? Maybe their shoes or their feet or stuff like that. But he never shows his kids. Right. Um, and that's more of a conscious choice, right? I'm not to that extent. Um, but it's just, if people are going to, whoever I invite into that circle or somehow migrate into that circle, then great. You know, like I, I don't like say, oh, you can't come to my house or anything. I mean, Devin's <laughs> been to my house, right? Um, but 
like I don't go out of my way to do it. Yeah, right? to like keep yeah. them away from, yeah. from other people. People either know it or they don't, and you know. You know, now that you think, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. Peter McKinnon really doesn't involve his family that much. I just, I just no. There's but, only one um, video. His wife was. Well, I'm gonna say I could probably go on the record. I think there's only one. And it was <laughs> it was like earlier in his career. He was doing. Um, a talk or something mm-hmm. and his wife obviously went on to travel with him and uh he was accepting some kind of award if i'm not mistaken and while he's panning or shooting his wife is in the segment mm. right so just by chance just by yeah. accident he did that that's interesting well i don't even know by accident but i, I guess he was just didn't you know it yeah. wasn't something like, oh, I'm not going to put her in right because obviously he edited videos and stuff like he could easily cut her out yeah just cut that right? part out but he decided at that point to leave her in. Maybe because it was the award. Maybe because it was a monumental moment for him. I don't know. Hmm. But um, I know for the kid part, I think that's a conscious decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say a lot of parents try not to involve their kids in their work. I know that. Yeah. Or like a lot of artists, mm-hmm. at least. Um, I do know. I don't think I'm at. I think if I was big, like big like that, yes. Because oh, you, know, yeah. you don't want them to be like. Exposed to ex- like the ex- limelight or like. Yeah. Or just like people like. Because. You got to think for every, I'm talking like big people, right? Like when you make it to that level, the amount of people that love you, there's a good fraction that hate you, right? So (laughs) you you don't want like your kids to be teased because, oh, your dad is so-and-so or your mom is, you know what I mean? Mm, So I think, I think that may be a piece of it. Um, But I, you know, I'm, I see when a lot of our friends like don't do that, don't show their kids, but I mean, I'm not at that. I would think I would do that if I was at a certain level, but anybody see the video, my daughter's in it, whatever. It's like 500 people that watch it. So <laughs> it's okay. There's billions of people on this planet. It's all right. If 200 <laughs> or 500 people have seen my daughter. Yeah. It's funny that you talk about like boundaries and separation mm-hmm. because your mo your, your recent post, not the umbrella one, but the, the one with the subframing with the yellow, the yellow spiral. It was like mm-hmm. the first photo, the first photo you took on a Leica or like your first Leica outing oh, yeah. or something like that. The DC you, photo. Yeah, you that did like got a lot of likes. You did like subframing on it. And I know you do, at least I've seen a lot of subframing in a lot of your street photos. Is that yeah. just like, was your unconscious like boundary separation mode feeding into your like artistry vision? To do to capture that lady in the thing, yeah. The to green, capture the that, to capture that no, image, or to capture any image like that. I used to be very structured in the sense of like, you know, because I went to school and took photography, right? So, right. Um, I used to be very structured, as in like this month I'm shooting frames within a frame. This month I'm shooting leading lines, hmm. and that was just a part of. I got the new camera. And because it was new to me, right? So it's a Leica. Yeah, you were, yeah, I even put it on the post so I can just say it. So it's like 2017, <laughs> 2018. I just got my Leica, um, which the funny part to that story is that at the end of the whole thing, her name, I think her name was Francesca at the Leica Store DC, who was helping me. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a long story to that piece, but the ending of that was, you know, Leica is amazing in the sense that they were like, hey, do you want us to mail your box home so you could just walk out and shoot? And I was just like, oh, yeah. In that situation, I didn't do it. I parked across the street. So I just took my box to do in the car. But when I bought the queue, I did that. I had them ship my boxes and I just carry the camera out. But anyway, um, when I was leaving, she was like, is there anything else I could do for you? Yeah. You know? And I was just like, yeah, you could show me how to use it. Like, I've never <laughs> used a rainfinder, right? Like, I got like $5,000 on this camera in this lens and I had no idea how to like... I looked at it. I was just like, yeah, you can, how do you focus? Like, how do you do it? And she started laughing and she's like, <laughs> let me show you. Right. So she shows me and I walk out and, uh, it might not, that photo may not have been that particular day, but it, it plays reference to the sense that like, it was new to me, a new camera, new way of shooting that I was like, okay, I'm going to take myself all the way to the basics. Right. 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 I'm not going to go out and shoot this like um, I know how to shoot photos and I'm going to take this and shoot. It was really for me. I'm so like structured that I was just like, okay, I got a new camera. I'm going to shoot this from the beginning. So like I put myself through like, I'm only shooting frame within a frame. I'm only shooting leading lines. I'm only slowing oh, and dragging the shutter. Right. Yeah. So my first, and like I said, slightly kind of alluded to it, which is I, you know, when I bought that camera and that lens, it was a 50, 50 millimeter. Um, I had sold everything I had, 
right? So like I had a Pelican case with all this stuff and I won't mention the other brand, but I had this other brand that I was shooting for <laughs> decades, right? And gave me no love. Um, and then I bought this camera and like I went from like all this stuff to like this little camera and this one lens. Um, and I mentioned that because I couldn't afford anything else after spending 5,000 plus on right. a camera and a lens, a used camera and a new lens. Um, that's all I could shoot for like years, you know? So like, not only did I go back to the basics and kind of teach my, like use a new camera as if I was just learning photography, like dragging it, how do I drive? No, not how do I drive, but like, right, you right, know, right, like right, oh, yeah. the speed, you know, like really being aware of what I was doing. Um, but I also only shot a 50 millimeter and the Leica for like three years. So I had one camera, one lens. For sure, and not to be cool, it was just I couldn't afford anything else. You know what I mean? Like I dumped all this money into this thing. I was like, I'm only shooting this. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I couldn't afford to shoot anything else. And so I think that was very good for me. Like decades of shooting and then taking myself down to ground zero. Uh, really rooting yourself in your fundamentals. And, and I then- think that's why that, that photo, even though it's straight from the archives and it's an old photo, it got a lot of love. It's because the photos you'll probably start seeing pop up now are like a lot from the archives. There isn't really anything really new is um, because I'm going back to look at stuff that I've never looked or I haven't looked at in years. Right. Cause when mm. I also, when I was shooting, I shot digital, like I shoot film right? in the sense that like people shoot film. Like right now I have like 20 rolls of film undeveloped in my fridge. Right. That I've shot. I don't know when I'll develop it, oh, damn. but they're just sitting there. I used to do that with shooting. So I'd go out and shoot and I'd come home and drop the card and put a new card and go out and shoot. And I wasn't even uploading or downloading my images. Like, Oh, wow. I was treating it like if it was a roll of film. Like I shot the card, put it away or, or uploaded it <laughs> to like an external hard drive or something. And yeah. that was it. Like I wasn't really even looking at what I was shooting. I just wanted to shoot. So interesting. I have a lot of stuff that I, I didn't even date it. They just say D and G M two forty like still that's the, the way the yeah, designator yeah, yeah. was on the on, on the on the camera. Say the the default file name. Yeah. <laughs> so I you know like I don't even know what things are until I pull them up and I'm just like when was that and I have to look at the metadata see the year and stuff and yeah so whoa yeah. that's exciting though so you're just pulling this from your archives is this part yeah of- that was like the first that's like it said it was like one of my first images and I only know that because I looked at the year and I was just like oh shit that's like right when I bought the camera. That's crazy. Is this part of your, um, you're still trying to find your, your, no, I have a look or I have a look and something that I'm trying to do right now. And now I'm trying to see how far back was, was I doing it? You know, cause I think, and this is just me being silly. I think, I think, um, you know, I've been shooting for so long. I think, I think I had a lot of shots of kind of like, it's kind of like it just recycles. Right. So I think whatever I'm trying to do now, I think I've done it at some point. Right. So now I'm just going back to see like, okay, have I ever done what I'm doing now? And all these thousands and thousands of pictures, like, I'm sure there's one or two, right? So then that's, <laughs> that's what I'm finding. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. There's one in like a hundred photos, right? That's oh, that works. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so has your day just been spent just like searching through that stuff or so in the summer? Uh, Cause my daughter's out of school. I don't shoot. That's why I went dark. Like mm. I don't post anything. I don't do anything photography for like the summer. It's like my daughter's out of school and that's like a hundred percent of my time. I like that actually. Yeah. That's nice. Um, so prioritizing that time is important. So when I, you know, like when she didn't want to go do something, then I'd be like, okay, like I'm not shooting, but it doesn't mean I don't have to be like involved somehow in my photography. So then that's when I started like, okay, really working on like what I want to do. And, and I've said this before, so there's no secret. I took like um, a long workshop, uh, like a case, we call it a case study with mm-hmm. Phil Pinman. And uh, he's kind of like been the guy. That's why I shoot only color now. Cause when we had our first, you know, um, mentoring session or whatever, whatever it's called workshop or whatever. Yeah. Um, send them, hundred files or whatever the picture, however the number is, I think it was a hundred and, you know, black and white color, kind of send them a hodgepodge of everything to see like, what did he think where I should go? And the conclusion right. was I do color, right. In street, not black and white. And mm. not that my black and white wasn't good. It's just, there's so many black and white photographers that a good way for me to stand out since my color is kind of good. It's just 
dive into that. Right. So in the summer, um, I just took that opportunity to be like, okay, like this is the color. This is what it's going to look like. Uh, so aesthetically, I know what I want. Now it's just like, okay, I have millions of pictures. Like, let me dive into them and see what I got. I don't need to take pictures. Well, like right now, I don't need to take pictures. Right. Right. I just spent a year and a half, a year and like, let's say a year and like three months shooting Monday through Friday from nine to two every day in San Antonio. And there's only 48 posts on my Instagram. <laughs> right. Quarterly, because I was I was paying attention to quarterly. Quarterly, I was shooting about twelve thousand images, so I was shooting three thousand shots a month easily, right? So multiply that by a year and whatever, so it's five quarters, right? right. That's a lot of shots that no one's seen, right? <laughs> so I have a surplus of stuff that if I didn't want to shoot for the next couple of months, I really don't have to, right? Um, now it's just, a, uh, uh, now the venture is like, okay, what do I want to do? Like, what are the pictures I want to portray who I am? So I'm really like niching down on like my brand aesthetics. Like who, mm, what do, what do I want okay. people, when people see an image, I want them to be like, oh yeah, that's his. That's you know? John Hendricks photo. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I've gotten that compliment because I really think it's a compliment. I got that compliment like my first year or two here. Uh, but it was when I was shooting black and white and uh, a gentleman showed up to one of the shows that we were doing. Um, and he was just like, he came over. He's like, hey, John, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, man, I saw that photo and I knew it was yours. And I was just like, really? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yep. Right? Yep. That was black and white though. So now it's like, okay, now I'm doing the color. I haven't had that moment yet. And I just want to be like, okay, like mm. I really have to hone in and, and be known, recognized for something. So. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you look, my color palette is... Um, so the color palette for shooting is going to be like the primary colors. Yeah. You'll see yellow, red, blue, some blues. Yellows. Yeah. It's yellow, red, yellow, red, and blue. Those are the colors that I'm looking for in all my images. Okay. That's what you're going to see the common thread on my on my pictures. It's usually not like a dark blue though, right? It's like uh it's kind of almost aqua. So I'm playing Closer within aqua. the, you know, spectrum. The spectrum of blue. Right? Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I was like, most of the photos I've seen through your Instagram are a little warmer, and then there's like a hint of like some green or blue or something like that, and that's what sticks out. And the, yeah. this yellow, this post with the with the yellow spiral mostly is the one that stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big photo. It's like in the sense of like the the primary thing, the yellow thing is yeah. so big, it's so prominent in the image, and I think that's why it stands out to a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, and it's just perfect timing with the like. It spirals into a tip and the lady's finger is like almost lined up with the tip. Like, yeah, yeah. I just had this conversation with Amanda, you know, at Digital Pro Lab, shout out to them, which is um, (laughs) she commented on it. I don't know if it was DM or on the post itself, but I told her, I said, um, I said, yeah, you know, most if you go back and look at most iconic photos or photographers, you know, they've had like in a spur of their lifetime, maybe like 10, 20 photos that they're known for right yeah there's a lot of good ones but there's like only like 10 to 20 that they're really known for yep um and i think that one may be one for me Mm. so like years of shooting i think that's gonna be one that people are gonna know me for that's crazy that's crazy thing because that was also one of your first photos on the leica yeah but i tell people this too because you know i teach right so i teach at southwest and so i have students all the time that come through and um, I tell them, I'm like, I'm going to teach you all this stuff. And the hardest thing for you is going to be to forget about it mm. because um, the the biggest thing I tell people is like, learn as much as you can and then dump it off. Because for me, when I look back, my best pictures, I think personally, my best pictures are when I didn't know anything. It's almost like I, when I shot from the gut, like I shot better. It was looser. It was more free. And it, you can see it in the images. Right. And as you start to learn, this is just my perception, I think. As you start to learn, you get very structured. So all your images are very, like, struck, like, very, like, you like know, like, niche. They look, like, they look they're like, like, very, like, you know, like, very, like, <laughs> okay, that's great. Like, composition is perfect, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, like, it's like the ideal of what someone would teach a good image to be. 
yeah. but it's not your image or it's not your it's personality. Just too, it's just too structured. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think photography, my opinion again, I think the most iconic and memorable and moving shots are free, are like really loose, really like, you know, off kiltered, not in focus. You know what I mean? Like those are the shots, you know? Mm. So going back to what I tell everybody is like, it's, it's good to learn the, the rules and learn all this stuff. Right. Because subconsciously some of that stuff is going to stick. The key is to like, you know it. So it's in your head. Right. Right. And to be able to just shoot freely, knowing that you already have that, you don't have to think about like, I'm going to put this here and then reframe this this way. You don't have to do that because you're going to do that naturally because you've been taught it, you know? Right. And because when you get taught it, you do it, you know, like, okay, this week you guys are just going to shoot this. So you shoot that for a long time. So it becomes like muscle memory. So when to go, the trick, I think the true trick to photography for me is to go out and kind of get in that flow state that everybody talks about where it's like, don't worry about composition. Don't worry about all this other stuff because it's in there. You're going to do it naturally. Just take the shot hmm. and let everything else fall into place because it's probably going to fall into place because you've done it so much, you know, just take the shot. Yeah. Because sometimes I think when you, when you're like, Oh, is it, you know, like, and you, I don't know, it just, it looks too structured. And I think that's <laughs> what was happening to me. Like I was looking at my photos and they were like way too like, you know, like, so I'm going to the archives mostly for that to see like my freer shots, you know? Yeah. Like when I wasn't too hard on myself and I wasn't too stringent and paying attention to all this stuff when I was shooting a little freer. So, and that's kind of where I'm at right now, kind of going out. And what I've noticed, I don't shoot as much. Hmm. You know? Because you're thinking for, about it or you're no, thinking? No, because it's, it's from the gut. So I don't, I, I think I'm just not seeing stuff that are interesting to me. Oh, wow. As opposed to going out and making shots, like really creating shots because I'm like, okay, like here's this. I just need someone to walk through or like, oh, the shadow's hitting perfect here. And let me like re let me like tilt the camera so that it's coming. The shadow's going edge to edge. Like I used to do a lot of that stuff, which is fine too. Right. But for me, where I am currently, it's like I'm just looking for stuff that's like just kind of like okay, that's happening or it, I could see that. And like, like spikes, not, spikes your, yeah. Like your, your artist so brain. What I mostly do is sit. I'll go somewhere and sit and like, I guess I'm kind of structuring it, but I'll be like, just because I'm thinking consciously of colors, I'll be like, okay, there's, there's red and there's yellow here. How can I play with it? You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's more of like the color aesthetics and then trying to figure out how I can make an, how if something can happen here i don't know hmm. but i'll stay there for a little bit and something happens great and not not just keep going so there's a saying that um you need you need a lot of time to do nothing to be creative or some something along those lines where um to to create something to be creative you need time to do nothing to not have anything to do to empty your mind to like i don't know yeah, um, sounds, sounds good. I, I know a lot of my studio professors in college when I was in, when I was learning architecture, um, they would teach us how to build something, what kind of materials to use, what was the best method of, um, of, of testing concrete or something like that. And then they would give us all the free time in the world. And I never asked cause I, I was just like, Oh cool. We got free time. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was always one of those students that would get coffee and then like get food and then just sit at my desk and then try and work and everything. Um, but I overheard a conversation uh, of a student who I hope he's still an architect now. Um, cause he asked why, like, I want to learn more and I want to get, this, this is their conversation. I want to learn more. I want to get farther in my career. Like, why are you not teaching us any, anything after like an hour mm -hmm. of this lecture? And like the class is like three, three plus hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you guys need the time to like process it and do absolutely nothing if you want to. And I was like, what does that mean? And the way she explained it was if you're creating something, you're honing in all this knowledge and you're trying to apply it to your own work but you're not applying yourself to your work 
and applying your own creative mind or your personality to this piece of art that you're creating, you're never going to attain the goal of, of freedom, of, of allowing yourself to create the thing that you need to create because the idea needs to come to you and you can't just go out and find it. Yeah. So. No, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense in the sense of like, yeah, you got to wait for it. Like give, give yourself time to stumble upon it, either thinking of it or just kind of getting lost in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you said that you're like, I just sit around and do nothing. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I was I, like, I, I love that you're doing that. Cause it, that's like, you're taking your own personal time to, but it's, it's like a double-edged sword, right? Because I'll go <laughs> out and I know, you know, I got like five hours to be out there. And if I go out for five hours and I don't get anything or I take like two pictures and maybe one is okay and the other one is just because I felt like pressing the button, mm. it's like those are days lost, right? Yeah. So it's like, dang. like, But I think that's part of it too. Like I can't. If I, it's gotta be, it's gotta be fun, right? If I'm going out there and I'm pushing myself every day, yeah. I did it for a year and some change, like of going out and really taking, like to take 3,000 photos in a month, that's a lot. If you wanna do the math, I don't do it, but that's a lot of photos in the sense of like, there isn't that many things to take pictures of. So you, I really was like working, like, really pushing myself to be like, doom, doom, like, don't make this, shoot this, do that, shoot that, shoot, or just shoot this or shoot that. And like, I don't know if that was good. I really don't. So I say I have millions of photos, but I don't know how many are really good. You know? <laughs> and now that I think that I've been like, go out and maybe take a shot, maybe not even take a shot. Like, I don't think I even took one yesterday. Um, they, you know, obviously I'm taking 10 shots, right? Yeah. And maybe I get one. So the hit rate is really low. But I think when I do make the shots, I think they're going to be good. Mm. I think they'll be really good. So I think so too. I think you know, <coughs> if I go out a month and I only shoot the shutter 20 times, but I get four good shots. Yeah. I mean, I probably would get four good shots if I shot the shutter. 4,000 times. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Because I look at the hit rate, right? It's always right. like 10% is good shots, right? So you take 1,000 shots and maybe, I don't know, 10 are good, maybe. No, like 100 are good. It's like 10% is 100. Yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. 100 are good. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it backwards. So like maybe 100 are good, but maybe like 10 are good right and then out of the 10 this you got another 10 percent. so let me use one is really good right yeah. <laughs> like so out of a thousand we still end up at one shot oh man that's what i was noticing like i shoot a thousand shots i have a hundred pretty like there's potential either oh that was a that was a good moment or a good scene but that wasn't the shot so like at least i know that's a potential spot mm. right so out of the hundred there's that right and out of the out of the hundred is ten. Like, oh, these are kind of good, right? I could I could <laughs> if I did a carousel of ten photos, I could bury these in the middle, right? Right. Um, because they're not good enough to be the main shot, but like I can keep you entertained, right? And then, <laughs> but there's probably one good shot, right? Right. So it's like I'm still doing the same thing. That's true. Same thing. Hmm. I'm still doing the same thing. I'm just being more aware of like more meticulous, yeah. more more thought provoking about mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. It's, I mean, just a, it's just a stage I'm at. So we'll see. I keep, I completely understand it. And I know there's a couple of photographers I've talked to out there who um, usually when I talk to them, I ask if there's any good shots or any any good photos they've taken recently because I know they work. You asked me that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like they, they, work on, they work on the street. They work on editorials a lot. So like they take their camera almost everywhere. With them. I'm like, have you taken any good shots? And there have been a good handful lately that are like, I'm stuck right now. Like I just can't find something that I'm interested in. And I felt like I was in that moment um, a couple months ago. I, I still sort of am, but I think I'm kind of finding my way out of it. But when I get free-formed time to take, to take, sh- to take shoots or to, to take photos, um, like essay creatives, those meetups like essay creatives or Shutterpoint, um, 
there's no structure usually. It's just mm-hmm. like models wanting to get photos yeah. for either portfolio or like photographers want to doing the, want to do stuff to get stuff for their portfolio. They want hot chicks so they can get ten thousand followers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And let's usually, be, let's be let's be let's be honest. With each other. <laughs> So usually I like to go out there and just network and just like yeah, talk yeah. to people because I want to, I moved here about a year ago and I was like, I want to meet new photographers that are in the area. Um, and then it turned into, I need to try some new things. Like I need to learn how to do flash because I didn't learn it properly. Okay, yeah. um, I, I want to play with, play with lighting. I want to play with shadows more. Mm-hmm. And I would go out there and then I would shoot less and less every single time because nothing was really, meetups? Yeah, yeah, it was like nothing was really uh, spiking my interest. Like I would try new things and then I would be like, okay, great, but there's no good photo. Like I don't see a good photo yet. So like I'm going to wait and I'll get like one or two. I get it. But then those like one, those one or two photos that I took get shared a lot. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I spent the exact same time as everyone else did. And I took way less photos because I had to think about what I wanted to shoot what or like really what, shoot. what was interesting me first. I can so. see that in your work though. I think you're, I think you, sh- I like your stuff, oh, but I think you. you, you shoot very like aware, like very conscious, um, <laughs> which I like, I like your stuff, but I like your stuff more in the, in the sense that like your stuff is more like the stuff that I like is more of the social stuff. Mm, yes. Like when you're just shooting at like events like that, or like when you're just with your friends or whatever, I like those shots, but I always like those lifestyle shots. Yeah. That's always something I've been drawn to. I was like, I enjoy those a lot more than. You could see it. Well, you see it makes sense. You can see it. It comes through. You know what I mean? And I think that's another piece of photography. I think like, um, when I was forcing shots or like when you could tell when someone's shooting, like they like what they're doing as opposed to like they have to do, or they're forcing themselves to do it. Right. It comes across. It totally comes across. I did the same thing when I went to those meetups. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it either. First of all, I was like, I, uh, and it happened to me once, and that was enough. Um, there was a girl that was there, and I kind of knew her um, outside of the photography staff, right? Okay. So, and we're there, okay. we're hanging out, we're shooting, and she's sitting at a table with me, and um, she's drinking a Coke. Right, but we're sitting and talking. It's kind of like, wow, you shoot, right? So, right. like, she's drinking a Coke. I'm like, oh, cool shot. Let me take it. So, I take it. I was shooting film. So, I shoot it in film. And someone saw me shooting it. And, like, a swarm of people came, right? Oh, so gosh, then, like, yes. So, now, that, now that's the shot, right? Right. And now she's posing. And now that's the shot. And then one of the guys that took it posted it. Like, so, like, okay, you posted, like, that's another thing. Like, right. If we're all shooting the same person, we're all shooting that one time she's standing there. We all have the same shot. Like I'm not doing it, right? Like I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna post it after you post it, right? Right. So then he posted, it and it got like, it got like reposted on, let's say, Lomography or something. It was like another oh, brand, right? Yeah. And I was like, God dang it! Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Jesus. So that photo is in the is in the bin of films that I have in my fridge that I haven't developed yet, but. So I don't even know if mine is good, but it, I'm that's, sure yours that's my, is amazing. That's honestly. my problem with it. Like mm. another thing is like if I were to pull someone and take a photo and someone was seeing what I'm doing, who am I to say, hey, no, guys, you can't take the shot, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, like you're you can't not be that guy either, close right? Them out. Yeah. But um, so then you have the potential of having a shot that everyone else has shot. And I just don't like that. Mm. Yeah. So I'd rather do what you sense. do. I go there and I meet them, and then like if I want to do something with someone, then I'll be like, hey, not here, but. Later on, this yeah, I was like, let's yeah, let's go somewhere else. I like else. your look or something like that. Right? Even though I don't do that, I don't do models or portraits or stuff. Like right. But if I, you know, I still link up with people, which is even weirder, I think, for them because I'm just like, hey, we should link up. And we do, and they're like, no pictures. I'm like, no, that's we're just hanging coffee. No, we're just we're hanging just, out. I just want to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then then that gets weird, right? Like, <laughs> Nowadays, I guess it does. <laughs> yeah, because it happens to me a lot. I, I, I hang out with people a lot outside of events and stuff mm-hmm. and uh i don't know if the perception is it's like we're going to hang out or like i don't know i guess it's what they know you for first or like your first impression of them and then mm-hmm. when you ask to hang out it's i don't know it's like if it's a co-worker like oh are we gonna talk I'm about work co-workers. no I, I don't know it's like if you met them at like a no job co-workers. or something <laughs> no jobs i work <laughs> but the only people i know we're good for sure, for sure. Like I guess they would call co-workers. Is yeah. After a year and a half of walking downtown, I know Brooklyn, the homeless lady down by the market. 
I know, <laughs> like, I know all the, I know, like, those people, I know, like, all the door, I know, like, you know, the valet guys. Oh, heck yeah. That's so cool, though. I know all the hostess. You know, because I'm walking there every wow. day. So I was seeing everybody at work. Right. It was like the routine of like, oh, hey, here comes John. Yes. And then you'd go and talk to them and get to know them more. And then yes. they'd be like, that so was cool. Everybody's story. That's so cool. Which is. That is the very, that's very much the journalist in you too. I like that. That is way crazy when like, there's a guy who works at the Double Decker place, big Samoan guy. He's uh, trying to be a wrestler. I know his wrestling name. I know he's trying to be a wrestler. I know that's oh, what he does. Shoot. I also know he likes to draw. He sits there and draws. He got the relationship got so crazy that one time I was walking with Devin. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man?" He's like, "I'm gonna get married." I'm like, "Damn, I didn't even know you had a girlfriend." He's what? like, yeah, "Like, they tell me everything, you know." And it's wild. It's wild. But I know if I were to go walking with somebody, I mean, the few times that I do, you'll see it. You'll see like how like the interaction with the hostesses or whatever. Like, oh yeah, I was with. Um, I think I was at Courtney. I, I don't know where we were at actually. I don't remember the event, but it was it was just a normal group of everyone. And you went to go you went to go say hi to somebody, and someone else pulled you, and they were like, "Oh, John, hey!" And you're like, "Hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a while." And then I looked over, and Courtney just goes, "It's like everyone knows John." <laughs> it's only because of that. Like I'm out all the time. And, and, you know, I sit down, like, um, I do have portraits of these people. Oh, do you really? I do. Uh, I've shared a couple, but I do have a lot of portraits of these people. And what's funny is that the way I do it, and, uh, I mean, I guess I'm a guest, so I can talk about myself a lot, but yeah. <laughs> I've been talking about myself a lot. I mean, that's, like, but, the main point. <laughs> but uh, th- th- this is a good thing for people, like, if they're going to watch this or, or listen, is um, I'll meet someone. They know I have a camera and we talk and then I go on my way and then I meet them again or I see them every day. Right. So after like two weeks, three weeks of seeing them. So let's say encounter wise, let's say it's like 12 encounters, 15 encounters. I know they're thinking like, yo, this dude's got a camera. He's never asked to take my picture. (laughs) So it gets to the point where it is like, I realize that we're almost there. And then I'll just be like, Hey, you know what? Let me get your picture. And then they're all about it. As opposed, and I say that because as opposed to if you meet someone and then you're like, oh, let me take your picture. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, it's it's I, I think it's too intrusive. It's it's like, I don't know. There's no equity, right? Like there's, right. there's like a it's like a bank, right? You can't just be making withdrawals. You gotta make a deposit, right? Right. So I think like like the trust hasn't been established at that point, you know. Yeah, well, people do it all after time. like street being covered. That's true. Street portraits, environmental portraits, like, hey, you look cool. I like your glasses. Boom, you know. Oh, that and is true. That is true. So it happens, but um, the way I tend to do it is more of like I'll see someone. I mean, I've done that. I, I've, I've done that where I stop people and they're really intriguing. But mm, I would say eight out of ten times, seven out of ten times, I've seen them already. Mm, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they've seen me. Or you've talked to them before mm-hmm. somewhere. Or they've seen me. Like there's one oh, lady that oh, I see just that seen she you. goes to lunch at the same time all the time. So I've seen her many times. And yeah. she knows she's, she's, I know she's seen me because I've seen her, right? Because I'll be on the, on the corner and she walks across the street, comes out of the building, whatever. You know, and then when I stop her for a photo, it's not a big deal, right? Because mm. like she's seen me working the street so much. So, right. Yeah. Huh. You know, it'd be really cool to see a whole gallery, like just like a solo gallery. Of all those portraits. Yeah, like, I think that's, yeah, I don't know what to do, man. I was talking to Courtney about it, like, about what am I going to do about, you know, like a book? I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. A book would be really cool, actually. My my friend has a book of every time he's traveled, he's taking a photo just from standing point of view, looking at his feet. Uh-huh. So, like, he had different shoes on. He'd wake up with, like, no shoes on sometimes yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. like, walk around. That's cool. And he has a whole book of just, like, it's, like, 50 pages of him in different places. That's cool. Yeah. Is is he on, like, a manhole or anything to acknowledge where he's at? A manhole? Like, you know, like, the sewer? The sewer oh, oh. No, 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 no. Um, usually he'll go. He'll be at, like, national parks or, like, okay, 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 okay. So it'll, it'll just be the ground around him. Got it, got it. So... Maybe it could be just like his backyard 50 times. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm just saying but, like, you know, like, uh, that's cool. That's cool. I get it. It, I get it, it was also like in, 
I want to say the duration of like 10 years or something like that. So you can yeah, see the really age cool. in his feet, like yeah, that's cool. change. It's crazy. That is cool. That is cool. But that'd be really cool to see a portrait of San Antonio locals. Yeah. From John you know, Hendricks. Like, um, I've seen a lot of people do stuff here, like, you know, homage to San Antonio. They'll do shows about San Antonio and stuff. I mean, shoot, I did one too, but yeah. Um, I just don't do. I would have to got. I would have to get a hold of all of them because I don't have. I don't do releases. I don't do model releases, right? Oh yeah. So to use them in any sort of way, I would have to get. I'm pretty sure I could because what also happens is they'll they'll find me, send me a DM, and be like, "Hey, can I have those pictures you took of me?" Oh yeah. Yeah, and and they always ask me like, "How much?" Or I'll buy them from like. You know, no. Buy, right? Yeah. It happens a lot. That's that's also another big topic that <laughs> I want to talk about. I was like, everyone should have a photo. You shouldn't have to pay for your photos, but we do need to close this out. Yeah, we do need to close out. <laughs> um, thanks for watching or thanks for listening. This has been Small Talks with Jet and John. Cool. And that's it. Yeah, good. Sweet. Thanks, John.